coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Here with the Doc. John. Awesome. And we are, we are going to talk about so much today. This is a cornucopia of information we're going to give you guys. You're going to be educated and you're going to be entertained. So stay tuned. All right? Anyway, with that said, uh, a couple things going on. Um, Triple G fought. First round knockout. That was, it's kind of like him fighting Canelo would have been interesting. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name that he fought. I'm not going to look it up. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm sure the guy was good and everything, but he was no Canelo. He didn't have the name. He didn't have the brand. He didn't. He wasn't Canelo. So why did Canelo get popped? Now they're like back and forth. Well, he, he really wasn't because uh, he wasn't lying because the substance that he took had some substance that he didn't know. How does the fuck does that keep happening? Why? What are these people taking that that's testing them positive in the UFC and MMA or in boxing? What are they taking that is testing testing them positive for steroids? I mean, well, what are the what are the things that people say it is? Uh, obviously, no one admits they're doing steroids. Yeah. So the the one okay. So Jones, his last one was his protein powder had had steroids in it. That was the most it. recent one, right? Right, and the one before that was his penis hardener had steroids in it. Wasn't that I what think it that's was? The medical term, yes. The penis hard. <laughs> no, because what's what? <laughs> what would be Viagra? Would, what would it be? It's a penis hardener, right? Right. Okay, is that it's what you say? Gas station. Okay. (laughs) So it has steroids in it now. So you it's like. Well, these probably aren't pills that uh, are from your pharmacy down the street. Who knows where they're getting them from? Anyway. And to be honest, I would rather admit to doing a steroid and not admit to taking a penis hardener at thirty years old or twenty seven years old. That's just like I would not want to admit that to anyone. But whatever. So why, as a doctor? Why are all these things, like Canelo, now all of a sudden he's saying, you're going to find out. That's what everybody says. When they get busted for steroids, they say, wait, you're going to see I'm not really guilty. Do they have to go pay someone off? What I mean, what do they have to do? Why does it come back positive, but then you can talk your way out of it? Or We're still in a new world, I think, with testing, because the testing's so good and gets it tests for trace amounts. Like you say, I ate contaminated horse meat from China, or whatever you say, and then it gets, and then you get off, and then go, people go, oh, I guess that's plausible. Not, oh, I was taking steroids because I'm in a, you know, I'm, I'm a fighter. And I want to, and I want to have an unfair advantage. I mean, or I want to be level the playing field, whatever the case is. Yeah, let's go with unfair advantage. Um, right, it is. Yeah. So, how does this happen now? Canelo, you're, you're, if you test positive. And then you're not positive? Is it what? I mean, it has to be some kind of testosterone-based anabolic steroid or or some kind of medication 
or drug that they see uh, that they that they take to cover it up, or some kind of amphetamine like speed thing, or some kind of uh, um, diuretic. Right? Are those the main ones? What else would it be? No, I think most of them are going to be in the anabolic steroid category. Most of them are, yeah, but they also test for. Uh, they also test for. Um, uh, they also test for diuretics. Hey, we're doing a we're doing a podcast. I love you. Wait, which one do I want? This one or this one? The brain, the that one, that one, the brain octane. This one? Yes. But it's more expensive, and it's the same. For, it's the same ingredient. I know, but to me, it makes me feel better. I tried both. I love oh. you. Bye. Spend a little extra. It's worth it. <laughs> See, words to live by. That was my daughter. She wants to buy some. Speaking of steroids and 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 uh, performance enhancing, um, to me, okay, listen up, guys. As a almost doctor, because I'm a nurse, you know, what my stepdad used to tell to, uh, tell everyone. Because <laughs> when he became a nurse, he go, "Yeah, he, he he's a registered nurse. Just to, he just almost to doctor." He'd follow it up with that, like when he'd introduce oh, you to somebody? Always, always. He'd say, yeah, just like a doctor, just like a couple more classes. That, they do pretty much the same couple thing. A couple more classes at the community college. <laughs> a couple more classes, and I was like, I'd always go, anyway, I have more classes. We just, we give them a break, the docs, the break. We just pretend like, because they get, they have more of an ego, so we're like, because we, I mean, we're, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, what we're talking about, the steroids, yeah, you're just talking about oh. contaminated supplements and what people are doing. An unfair advantage. Unfair advantage. But if you want a fair advantage, Bulletproof Coffee. There's, I've never felt better in my workouts than with Bulletproof Coffee. I've tried every pre-fight, or pre, pre-workout uh, drink, powder, energy bar, everything. I've tried everything. I've been doing this since 1970. But anyway... Um, bulletproof coffee that's uh, grass-fed butter, uh, XCT, uh, CT, uh, MCT oil, MCT oil, and some uh, just some kind of sweetener in a blender in the morning. I feel better during my workouts than I've tried than I've done with any other supplement. So if you haven't tried it, guys. Bulletproof coffee. You can Google it. I just the, the blender is what makes the difference, I think. The blend, yeah. The blender. I used to do it without a blender for a long time, and I get the same feel, but the taste is so much better with a blender because it's like the texture. It's like frothy, and it's so good. Bulletproof coffee. It's changed everything for me, and I, I intermittently uh, fast every day, almost every day, from ten o'clock at night. Till two o'clock the next afternoon, and I don't have anything in between, and it's, it's, it's been a game changer for the way I feel. I don't know about the way I look. I don't ever. I've never looked good, but I feel better at sixty doing that intermittent fasting and and bulletproof type diet and and coffee in the morning. You do it once in a while. Why do girls lie about their age and say they're younger than you are, and you lie about your age and say you're older than you are? What's up with that? Okay, let me ask you this. Why do girls... How old are you? I'm 58. All right, you're, you're rounding too much. If I round to 60. you've been totally rounded 60. It's 60. I'm 60-ish. Right. I'm 60-ish. Why? Okay, why do girls, if they want to be equal and have like an 
even playing field, why do they paint their face for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes every day? And we don't. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, like, a, that's like an anabolic steroid for your face. Why do, why do they do it? We don't. This is bizarre. You're a doctor. <laughs> you should know nothing, these things. Nothing to do with what I do. You're a, what are you talking about? On You're this a medical list, doctor. is there anything about MMA on your list over here? <laughs> okay. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about MMA first. Okay. Um, this weekend we have a... a I, I hate to say this. It might be the best card ever. But I'm just not jacked up about the card. I'm just not like... The UFC card. Because the there's, car, there's two cards oh, this yeah. weekend. To be honest, and I bite my tongue for saying this, um, th- I think that the Bellator has more interest to me. Watching King Mo and Bader fight is more interesting to me than watching uh, Nunez Pennington. It just is. And I think I honestly love Nunez. I don't really know Pennington much. She seems like a nice person. But I think Amanda Nunez is an unbelievable fighter. I think she's an unbelievable warrior, an unbelievable martial artist. I think her personality is, is like, she's vivacious and she's like so friendly and, and just approachable. Um, but I'm just not that interested in that fight as I am against King Mo and Ryan Bader. And then I'm interested in seeing a, um, a Czech Congo fight, you in, know. In Bellator. Yeah, he's fighting in Bellator. His opponent doesn't really hold much interest for me. Nothing against you, bro. I'm sure you're a really tough guy. I just I've never seen you fight. Well, we'll find out Saturday. We will. But, but so I, this is interesting though that UFC pay per view from Brazil, two twenty four is the same night as the Bellator. Is it the Bellator's, same time? Uh, it's close to the same time, I think. Yeah. Same, they're both in the evening. I know the UFC card is a normal time for pay per view. Is it? Where, where's it coming from? I don't know. The, uh, the UFC is coming from Brazil, but it's at 7 here. Yeah, it always is. And they always the that. other one's from San Jose, so it's here. Yeah, so, okay, so they should so, be able to... I don't know how often they're head-to-head like this on the same night, but it is interesting also because, like we talked about last week, I think it's part of their heavyweight Grand Prix, which is their tournament. So I think that dra- that's going to draw people in personally. It seems like, to be honest, it seems like if Bellator stepped it up just a notch... Like keep that, keep that, um, the main event. But um, um, King Mo against Ryan Bader is a really good. I mean, it's an interesting matchup. But then, um, if they put a couple more on the on the main card, um, I think I think it would. Man, imagine if it came close to the UFC pay per view. I mean, I mean, Paul Daly always exciting to watch. John Fitch, I mean, I don't know. I, I he hasn't fought in a while. I, I, I'm, I'm. That's gonna be an interesting fight. I don't know if it'll be a good fight. I think Fitch will be very interested in getting um, Paul Daly to the ground very quickly and keeping him there. I don't know for a fact. I don't, I don't train the guy, uh, but that would be my strategy for for John Fitch against uh, against Paul Daly, um, but. Okay, so Paul Daly's on the card. And then who else? Okay, Aaron Pico's on the card. So uh, right there, that's a big name too, even though he's fighting a guy who's 19 and 8. They do that more in U- in Bellator than they do UFC, by the way, guys. Like they'll give like up-and-coming guys. I'm not saying tomato cans. I'm not going to use that word. 
but they they'll give them more beatable guys than the UFC does. The UFC is always going to throw you in against a really tough guy, no matter what. Even if you're an up and coming guy, and they want they want you, they want you to be the main guy. They're not going to give you. Uh, they're not going to give you anyone like boxing. Forget it. If you're in boxing and you're ten and zero, usually, and you and you're like you won the Olympics or something. Usually, if you look at their opponents, like they've been like you know three and twenty, four and eighteen, and they they give them tomato cans in boxing. Who wants to watch that? They want to watch because they, they're they're building stars in UFC. The, in the UFC, mostly the UFC is the star. The promotion is the star. And a lot for the Bellator as well. Not quite as much, but but it's the same. But in boxing, like the promoter isn't the star, the fighter's the star. So they try to build up certain fighters. I mean, perfect example, if you look at uh like Sugar Ray Leonard, he won the Olympics. But you look at his first like ten opponents, they were all losing opponents. They had losing records. When he's had like 350 amateur fights and won most of them, including the Olympics, why didn't they throw him in with guys who are, you know, 5-0 and and 3-0, and etc.? Because they, they're building up a star that they're going to make a lot of money off of. In the UFC, the UFC the, is the brand. It's the star. So they don't do that. They don't, I mean, they're, they're not going to give you anyone. And that's good and bad. It's good... It's good because you know all the fights are going to be competitive. The fighters are always going to be challenged. Um, but the downside of that is then when they're building guys up, especially in the beginning of their career, say they're 5-0, and next thing you know they throw them in with another really, really good guy and that and knocks down that 5-0 and guy. Now all of a sudden he's 5-1. and Now he's 5-2. and So he doesn't get that undefeated record and they, he doesn't climb as much. But then when he does, like John Jones, some of the other guys, they face adversity and beat it, then they're, they are truly a superstar. Where in boxing, like John Mugambi, if you ever met the Beast Mugambi, I mean, he went all the way and everybody thought, this guy's unbeatable. He's knocking out everybody. And he had, I mean, he had a losing record. The guys that he was fighting were mainly losing records, but they were building up so much. John the Beast Mugambi. And then all of a sudden, they threw him in with one good guy for the title. He got knocked out in like the first round. You never really heard from him again. So it has its ups and downs, but whatever it is, the way it is, and that's the way it is. So this Aaron Pico guy who's two and one, um, and he's fighting a guy who's nineteen and eight. So I, you know, I don't know. They're not gonna put him against a guy who's a winning, you know, uh, 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 um a prospect as well. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see this Pico guy fight, though. He's supposed to be, like, the hottest prospect out there. So, with that said, you got Paul Daly, John Fitch, this Aaron Pico against, I don't know any, I don't know the guy. And then you got Czech Congo on the card against uh, Yavi Ayala. And then you have um, the main event. You got Mo against Ryan Bader. I don't know. I'd rather, if I had to only pick one, I love the UFC. That's my main brand I like, and I think it's a better brand right now. But for this for this night, I'm more interested in the Bellator card than you, than 
I, I was going to say, and you, the Bellator card, then the UFC card. What do you think? Well, I, I think the one thing you said about the UFC makes the UFC exciting because you can take a card you're not excited about, and it may be one of the best cards you see all year. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's because you'll have fighters that are well-matched. It is. It so is. So you take these cards where you're like, no, nah, I'm not that excited about it. And for me, kind of, it's kind of like when you go to a movie that you're not excited about seeing. Sometimes it turns out to be really good. you got low expectations, maybe. Yeah. So low expectations are good, but also just those fights may be good fights. They could be. Um, I'm just not interested. And but sometimes right. the fights you're most excited to see are terrible fights. Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think uh, they'll probably be, we'll probably see some good fights from both cards. Yeah. Going, going head to head, it'll be interesting to see how these two on the same night how these two promotions do against each other. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Because I think Bellator's been on the. You know they've been on. They got John McCarthy now. They're they're kind of on the yeah and uh, yeah they got and Goldberg Mike Mike Goldberg yeah so yeah. I think people find that relatable. They go watch Bellator. It's almost like you're watching, you know, you're watching people from the UFC anyway. You are, but then to be honest, like the UFC still has a better brand and a better production quality. Um, it's a little higher end, but I think Bellator. I don't know. I'm gonna watch them both. We're both gonna watch them both, and we're both gonna talk about them both. So. Um, with that said, he brought up movies. Okay. Do not waste your time on downsizing. The worst... <laughs> I heard it's terrible. I the worst it. movie I have ever seen. The previews look good. Oh, my God. The, yes, they did. It's such a good premise. Like, they're shrinking people because it's going to save the, of the world. Because the environment. Yeah, because the environment. Right up your alley. It's got to be because of... Uh, because of... What, who's all... Jason Bourne, Matt Damon. Man, you gotta be because of Matt Damon. With like the whole movie's on the stupid premise that if you shrink down to five inches, you're not gonna be as much burden on the on the on the um, on the environment. So all these people are doing it, and they're making these cities where you can live. It sounds good. It, yeah, it, you can live on like if you retire on like fifty grand, it's like living on twelve million dollars comparable so they're making tiny houses tiny cars and your life you know you eat less food and so you can live on like i said you can live on 50 grand for the rest of your life it's like you're gonna live like a millionaire but then all these stupid little things happening there's a stupid love love uh love trying or not love trying a little love love uh between matt damon and this this um vietnamese girl who was a good actor, but it just didn't come out really good. And then there's the whole storyline just got stupid. And I was actually fell asleep at one part. And so I woke up, I was like, oh shit, I'm lost. Now the, now the movie looks stupid. But I asked the people that I was watching it with, my wife and my two stepsons, and they're going, nah, you didn't miss a thing. This was the shittiest movie we've ever seen. And it was. Downsizing. It's just that we're telling you that because when, we, we, when you watch our podcast, we want it to be educational. We want to shorten the curve, learning curve. I don't know why that's a learning curve, but it's a curve. Don't see the movie, all right? What have you seen that's good? Um, we watch the best series out there right now, to me, is um, New Girl. I don't know what it's on originally, but we watch it on, on Netflix. Ne it's on Netflix. It's on, but it's on something else. Like, is it, real are they still making that It's show? still going on. Yeah. It's such a good show. Uh, good girl, uh, new girl, and then we're going over re reruns of True Blood, so it's going to be the second time I've gone through the whole thing. It's still fantastic. Do you know the guy Lafayette on on True Blood? 
he's like this really gay, kind of cross-dressing, really tough guy, though. And he's such a good actor. I mean, he's like unbelievable. Lafayette on True Blood. So I was like wondering, because the show's no more, I was thinking, why don't I see this guy in any more shows or anything? I mean, this guy was a genius actor. I can't remember his name. So I checked him out. I looked him up on, on, online. He died. He died at 39 years old. Right after the show uh, got done, he like became some kind of drug addict and stuff and, and oh, died. Sad. Man, he was like 39. This Did guy he do was... anything else? No. He wasn't in movies or anything? No. No. Such a good actor. Oh, that's depressing. But anyway, so True Blood and New Girl. What What's your favorite show? Well, I've been, actually, that's funny you mentioned New Girl. I've watched about the first season of that. Aren't they I good? Get, I get hooked on shows from my kids. Because my kids, kids are these days are weird. They don't watch what's on now. They watch old stuff. They watch old stuff because it's on Netflix. They watch Friends. They watch The Office. They watch older shows even from before they were watching TV. But your kids, all your kids, because it's not G-rated. No, the older ones. Okay, because it's not it's not like R X rated, but there's some there's some innuendos and some straight up uh, sexual talk, but nothing like for your teenagers now. But yeah, it's really good. New Girl, and I've been watching True Blood, and I'm gonna start watching this week with the boys, um, the Karate Kid, the new Karate Kid. There's a new one. There's a new one out on on um, on uh, YouTube Red. Is it a series? It's a series. It's supposed to be fantastic. But let me show you guys something. Oh, if you could put this on. Uh, this is cool. This guy is reading a magazine, right? And the guy in the show is watching. Uh, he's, he's, he's reading a magazine. What magazine is he reading? You're on it. I'm on the magazine. <laughs> this was on the show. Here, send that to me. I'll put it on there. Oh, my God. So you're, you're going to see this. And it's really funny because I was on... In this magazine, and um, it's a black. It's called Black Belt Magazine, and um, he's he's reading in the show. He's reading the magazine, and I'm in the on the cover. So anyway, all right. So that's that, and that's a good one. Um, the first three you get free on um, on. Um, you see it. Uh, uh, the first three you get free on. Um, Oh, yeah. Who is that? The guy from yeah. the show originally yeah. from the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's the original one. It I, he I, looks I, old. Yeah. So I, this is the guy, the punk guy. Yeah, and now he plays a good guy. So yes. look, yeah, I'll zoom in on the uh, on the magazine he's reading. That's me on the cover. Has you on it, kneeing someone in the face. That's me on the cover of Black Belt <laughs> magazine. It was last month. I was on last. Um, and he's reading the magazine. He's reading and saying, is the I, "This is in the show." Yeah, oh, and that's he, cool. Yeah, as he's saying, "I wish I could be like John Ackleman." Not really, Are you but paraphrasing. It, yes, <laughs> I'm reading his mind like Suki on uh, True Blood, but it's supposed to be a really good show. I guess you can watch the first three on regular uh, YouTube, and then you have to you had to subscribe to YouTube Red to watch the rest. There's too many things to subscribe. To. I know, but I really want to watch it, but. I guess you get a free month with uh, when you subscribe, and you can watch all ten episodes and then just cut it off because there's only ten episodes. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that's kind of tacky, but not really. Whatever. You're in it. I think you should watch it. Speaking I'm like a star. I'm like one of the stars. You're right. Speaking of you and why they have you on this uh, magazine cover, one of your fighters is fighting in Germany coming up. Yes, Glover. So Glover's got a fight announced. Yeah. Who's he fighting that? He's fighting Latifi. Who we, Latifi. I think we talked about yes. his last fight on this show. Yeah. Latifi fought OSP 
And, uh, and he beat him. He beat him. He, you know, he kind of knocked him down a couple times and then choked him out with yeah. a standing guillotine, which was pretty brutal. Yeah. And OSP went out yeah. on his feet. Um, so that, that should be a good fight. That should be a good fight. That so, should be a good fight. Uh, I know it's different for you watching your own fighters fight. but Yeah. It's not as, it's not as like... Like, when I watch a fight, I still get nervous because I love most of the fighters. Um, whether I know them personally or not, I just love and respect them. And just watching them get hit, because one of the people has to lose. And it it makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. Definitely nervous. Like, I get heart palpitations watching fights, especially when there's a beating. And it's like, if I was a referee, let me just say something. If I ever come to you and say, can I please be a referee? Whatever organization, please say no. Because I will stop the fight. It's so early, it's not even funny. But um, the best role for you at a fight, John, would be a commentator. I, I would like the ref. ref I, mean, no. I don't think corner. <laughs> the corner. I've thrown in towels like before punches landed. Before well, you could be in the ring too. But at this point, uh, commentator. Commentator. Uh, or if anyone needs a commentator for their. If you need uh, a commentator, MMA, if you think I'd be good, call me or text me or whatever. Tweet me. Uh, I'll. I'll. Uh, I, I'd be a really good commentator because I know a lot about fighting. And I have a really good personality. Yeah, yeah. This is his audition tape right here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, so that... what do you think about the matchup for Glover and Latifi? What do you think about I this? like it. I like it. I mean, I wish they would give Glover a bunch of uh, old has-been uh, done <laughs> They're not going to do that. Yeah. They're we not just gonna got do done that. talking about how they're not going to do that. Yeah, I wish they would do that because I don't want Glover to fight anyone that might beat him. Because that's... that. I don't care if it's a good fight. I want him to win. Every time without getting hurt. Glover remembers there was a fight he had back in Tachi Palace when he was fighting WEC. And he fought some guy that was didn't have a big name or anything. And he went out there and he got tagged in the first round. And for a split second, his knees buckled just a little bit. Then he came back and knocked the guy out in the first round. And he comes back to the corner and I'm fucking hysterically pissed off. Because to me, he dropped his hand when he got caught. And I don't like to see my fighters get hurt. And I swear to God, I didn't even say a word. He came right back to the corner. He goes, I'm so sorry, coach. I'm so sorry. I know you're worried. I know, I, but I'm fine. I'm sorry for dropping my hand. Because they know. Chuck knew that. Uh, Court McGee knows that. All my fighters know when they get hit, if it's something they did wrong. Like when Chuck got stopped by... Uh, Rampage for dropping his left hand to throw it to the body, which I told him probably 10,000 times never to do. He came back. Right, right when he got him up, he came back to the corner and goes, I know what you're going to say. I shouldn't have done that left hook to the body. That's ex that's the first thing he said. He said it, I think, the next day or something on uh, on Letterman show. He was on the Letterman show. And he said, yeah, Pitmaster told me not to throw the left hook to the body. They know how much it bothers me when they get hit or hurt. But um, for just for for the UFC, I think it's a good matchup. So for, what about you? So you're watching, you know, you just want Glover to win, don't want him to get hurt. Those are great goals. But what about when you know both fighters in a fight? That must be the worst. Or when you're kind of rooting for both of them, even if the guy's not on your team, you know him. You, you know a lot yeah. of these people. Yeah. You have friends. You're going to see two guys fighting, and you, when you like both of them or know, personally know both it's, of them, that it's, seems it's worse. Ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. Like, what do you do? Um, 
this a lot. <laughs> yeah. I do this a lot. You see me do that. Yeah. I'm like this a lot. I, I mean, I don't like watching fights. I do not. It's not a sport I love to watch. It's a sport I love because they're martial artists. I love the, the practitioners. Um, that makes me love the sport. I love the sport because I'm seeing techniques that really work and what we should do in our gym and what we shouldn't do. I love that part of it, but when they actually make contact, I don't love that, and I, and I wish that could go away. But it probably won't for some reason. Nobody listens to me. Well, and that comes all back all around to, you know, it's it's a martial art, but the way we see it on TV is it's an entertainment, um, and it's a, all this production and money that goes into it, and it's... It's taking that martial art form and it's commercializing it. Yeah. Which you could, there's good and bad things about that. It, the good thing is a lot more people see it, but, you know, it does do things to the sport, like makes people take performance enhancing drugs and makes. Act like douchebags. And makes people, <laughs> yeah, and they can act poorly and then they're not thrown out of the sport because they make money for the sport. Yeah. That, that, so, that, yeah. that tends to happen. But so you, it does kind of corrupt the martial it arts does, but, of it. But two things. Number one, martial art. When people say art, so they do all these stupid katas and forms that mean absolutely nothing. But they say, well, it's an art. It's an art form. When they named it martial arts, it was translated into the art is tech. It's really meant technique. So it's like warlike techniques. Not like warlike. It's like a warlike art form. It's not an art form. It's techniques. And when you say martial arts, it's not supposed to be artistic. It's supposed to be a bunch of techniques that keep you safe or hurt your opponent who's trying to hurt you. Not opponent as much as attacker. It's, it's to hurt people that are trying to hurt you. And that's what it's all about. So this, you're not an artist in the, in the way that you're, um, you're going to paint things and make pretty pictures of nice techniques that look good. You're a technician. You're a technician of martial, right? So you're a martial technician. You're, so you use those techniques to stop people from hurting you or hurting your family. So you're a fighting technician more than you're a martial artist. Yes. It's, so this is a translation that's occurred? Yeah, like there's a lot of like little kanji different uh, translations that have happened throughout history in martial arts too. I mean... Um, and, and so I've always thought martial, the art, I never liked the word art because it's not a freaking art. You're not going to paint anything or make a, you're not going to like dancing is an art form because it looks so cool when you pop lock and shit. But this is not that the, they translated art into technique, you know, like Pitmaster, they tried to, to, uh, to, to translate it in the kanji and, and it came out kind of a couple different ways. Um, like one, 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 okay, one of my, when I was John the Train, uh, they translated it and it came out to like, some people thought it was train, but some people said it was car. You know, not automobile, but a train has, you know, so it's the translation is really, it's, it was an Asian translation and it didn't come out right for, for English. So it should be Marshall. Or fighting techniques, but if you want to use martial, you can because martial means warlike. So you, you're, I'm fine with the word martial. It's the word arts I have a problem with, and I want to. Ch I'm going to change it. 
It's a Marshall. I'm at the pit Marshall Techniques. It's MMT. It's not MMA. <laughs> it's MMT. But no, because to me, martial, mixed martial arts is a sport. It's not MMA isn't a martial art form like Taekwondo, Tang Sudo, Shotokan, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, whatever. MMA is a sport. So I'm all right with MMA because I want people to jump off the cage and do crazy athletic, artistic things that really don't have as much to do with the, the, the fighting as they do entertaining. And you do fight, but you also entertain. So I'm okay with them being marsh, mixed martial artists. Okay. And there's definitely, a, like I said, an entertainment component. There has to be. There has to be or nobody's going to buy tickets. And, and, but the, you have to balance the, the, the martial art with the entertainment, with the, with, the, uh, with the martial arts code of conduct or the Bushido and, and, and not be a fucking piece of shit douchebag like so many people want to do just to sell tickets. To me, those people should be banned immediately. Well, and, they, and no one should talk about them. You know, the people that they that they harass and the people that they are making comments about, I think should just ignore it. Yeah, but, they should. But. but I think it definitely takes the the traditional martial arts and it gets skewed when you put it into this commercial form. Yeah, and I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, Okay, from now on, I'm going to martial techniques. Martial technician. Yeah. I'm a martial technician. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. You've been promoted. I'm just promoting <laughs> a new belt. So that that's a that's great an interesting one. thing though about the history of that I did I had no idea. Yeah, I learned something. You learned something. So I learned something every week. And but I mean, it made it never made sense to me when they call it martial arts. I never knew the arts, you know, because um, we're not artists. We're just we're it just like not. It, be, it could be taught in the school of liberal arts. Yeah, liberal arts. Yeah, great. That's what we need. <laughs> but no, so we're, so no, no to that. So, okay, so we're going to watch both fights. All right, let me talk about one quick topic. Um, I've been uh, getting a lot of uh, questions and answers on. If you're in a street fight, should you use the heel of your hand? Not the palm. Never the palm. Unless you're slapping a bitch or doing a bitch slap, and I don't suggest that ever. If you're defending your life, you want to use the heel of your hand right here. Okay. Is that better in a street fight to use the heel of your hand or a, or a punch? And I get that question a lot in self-defense. And here's my long and short answer. Both. I'll do a lot of preemptive strikes. In other words, first strikes before they hit me. Like if I'm standing there and go, bro, I don't want to fight. I might turn it over. Okay? Before I close my hand. Okay? Or sometimes if I had somebody in a certain position... And I just want to hit them like if I had their head and I just want to hit them really hard and cause some kind of concussion, I probably wouldn't hit their head, but I would hit it with the heel of my hand really hard if I was tied up in a position. Or if I was on top and they're on the bottom, I probably wouldn't want to punch them because they might move their head and then I hit the ground. So I might use the heel of my hand then. I think that's a point too when you hit the ground. It's probably different on a mat in an octagon than it is hitting the concrete. It's very different. Fist. Tons of breaking, but I've but there has been guys that have broken their hands on the con uh, the the ring as well. Yeah, it's got to be less common, but I can't imagine no. hitting someone down and they move and you punch the ground. Yeah. So that's, your hand would be done. That's a huge no no. So I'll use the heel of my hand. 
um, or even my forearm. Never the elbow, because the tip of your elbow against the concrete would not feel good either, and you could actually chip your elbow. You're an orthopedic surgeon, you know that. So that's not good. Heel of the hand, I'll use all day long. And first strikes, like I'm standing here, bro, I don't want to fight. He takes another step towards me. I'll hit him with the heel of my with my hand. But with that said, during a fight, once the fight starts, my hands are going to get closed and I'm going to start swinging. I'm going to pretend these are rocks and I'm trying to hit them in the face with these rocks as hard as I can. I'm not going to open up worried about breaking my hand. That's the biggest complaint or the biggest uh, disagreement people say is, well, then you're going to break your hand in a street fight. Okay, first of all, if I land it right in the face as opposed to the head, my chances are going to go down. Now, I still might break my hand, but if I'm in a street fight, I'm, I'm defending my life. I'm not, I'm not going to get in a street fight because someone called my mom fat. Or someone challenged me. I'm not going to go out back and, and, and fight with someone with a group of people around it. Never. And if you do that, you're stupid and you deserve to get whatever whatever happens you deserve. But if someone, if I'm defending my life, I don't, I'm not worried about my little digits right now. I'm not worried about my metacarpals. I'm worried about getting home to my family or protecting my family. So if I break my hand, I'm going to go see James the next week, okay? I, I'd rather go see James the next week with a broken boxer's fracture or something than go see Dr. Siegel that night. He's a neurosurgeon, okay? I don't wanna be seeing him. So I'm okay with breaking my hands in a real street fight. I don't mind, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna, to me, you're not as effective with open hands unless your name is Boss Rudin, uh, who fought was a pancreas champion. There's a reason people don't um, like pancreas. You have to use open hands, right? The reason they do that is because then you can't hurt your opponent as bad. That's why they use that open hand strike to the face, right? But in MMA, you can use your fist or you can use open hand. Guess what? They don't use open hand because it's not as effective. This is the most effective way to fight with your fists. We've been doing this for 2.5 million years. That's what these fists were made for. That's what they've evolved for, right? Kind of. I, I don't know about that. but You should know you're an orthopedic surgeon. definitely one of the functions. That's one of the functions of this is so to close it. I have it. a question with Boss Truton. Did he ever fight in a promotion where you could strike with your hands closed and still fought with open hands? Or was that all because he was because he was in pancreas? Yeah, I don't know. Because watch the videos yeah. of Boss Rutten hitting people with palm strikes. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Amazing. But you got to realize he's that's all he did for years and years and years. So you develop that. But if if he had a choice between if he could fight with pancreas like this, I'd bet a lot of money, one hundred fifty push-ups, maybe two hundred, that he would close his hands. But without with that said, you're not Boss Rutten. Right? Just like you're not Anthony Pettis, so don't jump off a fence and try to kick someone in the head in a street fight. Close your hands and swing them to protect your life. And if you break a hand, go call Dr. Casper. No matter what state you live in, if you break your hand, you should call Dr. Casper. Come down here to San Luis Obispo. He'll fix it for you. All right. So my, the answer to that is first strike, 
Sometimes I'll use a palm strike. Most of the times I won't. But if I'm like this, I'll turn my hand over. And I have done that in the past. Or if you hurt your hand, too. How about you hurt your hand in a fight? If I hurt my hand in a fight, my fighting, a street fight usually doesn't last five, five minute rounds. So it's not a 25 minute ordeal. It's usually within a minute. But either way, if I broke my hand in a fight, I'm going to keep swinging. And I'll worry about it later. Because, uh, and I've heard other people say you can't grab things like your weapon. If you have a gun or a knife, you can't grab it if you broke your hand. I disagree. If you break one of your metacarpals, you're still going to be able to, to deploy your weapon if you have to. But I'm saying right now, close your hands and Squeeze them tight. If you're worried about breaking your hands, work on your hands a little bit. You don't mind working on your biceps to look better at the beach. Work on developing some strength and some density in the bones in your hand. Wolfslaw. So speaking of Wolfslaw, so that's very true, but the more you hit the Makiwara, the, the denser your bones are going to come and become in your hand. And I think we've proven by x-raying John's hand that despite him doing that his whole life, his joints look fine in his hand, which is amazing to me. Um, but speaking of Wolfslaw, you were on a trip recently. You met the guy that can kick through. Chip Townsend. Google this guy. Or you know what? Check out his YouTube or his his, his Instagram or something. His name is, I'm going to put it up there right now. Oh, you're going to put it up. Yeah. His name is Chip Townsend. This guy can break four baseball bats with a shin kick. All at the same time. I do not recommend that, by the way. Um, but he's an unbelievable freak of an athlete. He is so... And he's the... the his um, He not only breaks um, baseball bats, he's the brick-breaking champion of the world. So he breaks bricks. He breaks... He breaks baseball bats. He must have the densest... Bones in the world. And he's the nicest guy ever. I just got to hang out with him this past weekend in uh, Denver, Colorado, where I did a little seminar on the left hook. But he is a freak. I mean, just watching the stuff he does. Is it come out? I don't know if it'll uh, come up. Um, yeah, you watch the stuff he does. His name is Chip Townsend. And if you if you get on his um if you get on his Instagram or his, you know, just check him out online. He was so amazing. Four baseball bats with one shin kick. So what is that? So for me, that I'd love to get him here locally so I can x-ray his leg, but I'd like to see how thick his bone is there because I'm sure it's not going to look like mine. So No, he's not. And, and I'm sure most of his bones don't look like ours, but there's a lot of technique to that, but there's also, you just have to have, I mean, I break, you know, I'll break a brick like this once in a while. But I can't imagine, like, those guys, he's, like, breaking 20-plus bricks with a fist and then four baseball bats with a kick. So, yeah, I don't know. But with that said, you don't have to do that. Just hit a makiwara, do some knuckle push-ups. Don't be scared to build up your fists a little bit, guys. It could save your life someday. Yeah, I think that's a good point is, he probably didn't start kicking four baseball bats, so... They probably started with a half. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, you build up that strength over time. The, yeah. the bones definitely react to repetitive stress, and they react by building up stronger. So, um, 
So that goes for all, all everything you do for kicking and for your fists and you know, just toughening yourself. What up about so you okay? What about headbutting? Well, I think you got the brain in there, so I, I wouldn't recommend. You that. might. <laughs> I never, I never that. recommending headbutting in a street but fight. But the interesting thing is this: is you can take certain animals can take a huge blows to the head. Like I just saw something about a giraffe that killed a cameraman with a headbutt. Where like they, the giraffes swing their head around on the end of their neck and use it like a giant coconut, like a weapon, like a giant mallet, wrecking or ball, like a wrecking ball. So. Oh. Their brain obviously can take it. Maybe giraffes don't need to be that smart. And maybe, maybe. their brain is like tucked into but more. What about a? We, actually, we were out working out at John's compound, and there's a woodpecker going crazy on this tree. Like, how do they take all the head trauma? Because their head's getting rattled around. Their brain's getting rattled around constantly. He must always be like, remember hearing He's things. Punch drunk. He's punching drunk as shit. <laughs> So right. I don't know about building up your skull yeah. by headbutting things. Try it and let us know how let it goes. Let us know. Yeah, call us. No, we're I'm not talking, liable. I'm talking, we are I'm not talking liable. to you, not that. What? <laughs> how dare you? Who raised you? Anyway, all right, guys. Well, that's all we got today. And uh, I hope you guys learned something and were entertained. If you weren't, sorry. But if you were, comment on this and share it and tell everybody that the pitmaster and the doc were the were they gonna be the the greatest, the greatest podcast around? But if you guys have any questions for me, anything martial arts or martial, martial techniques, technician, yeah, so. yeah, I'm the great. I'm one of the the and when I say the greatest, I just mean because I'm the oldest. I've been a martial artist technician, martial technician. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, it is. But anyway, <laughs> oh, check it out real quick before we're done. I met this guy named Greg Tierney. Tierney, wait, Tierney. Wait, Tierney. Tierney. Greg Tierney. Um, he, I was trying to think about when I'm going to retire, and I'm getting kind of old, so I was thinking like 65, I'm done. This guy's 78, and he still teaches all the classes, and he still runs a very successful school in Rochester, New York, with his family. Him and his wife and his daughter run this very successful gym, and he's 78. We went, we hung out, went to dinner, and talking to this guy is like, I, I felt like I was talking to like a 30-year-old. I was like, wait, you're, you're 20 years older than me? And he seemed like he was at least 20 years younger. So um, I'm going to pick this guy's brain. I'm, I, I would love to have him on the show and just find out, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing right? I, and what can we do? Yeah, I, it's interesting. I meet people. Uh, all the time uh, in the emergency room, someone breaks their hip. They're 95, and they're telling me jokes. They're with it. And then you meet some people, and they're 75, and they're really just not... Dementia. They just don't have it anymore. And so you meet those people that are in their 90s that are just... They'll tell you stories. They'll tell you jokes. They're in the moment. You see them the next day. They know know who you are. Uh, They're more with it than a lot of people I know. How do they How? do it? So you, I ask them. I said, what's your secret? There's never a secret. There's never a... There's got to be something. <laughs> there's no secret. It's well, uh, a lot of people tell me, oh, I drink whiskey, or I've always smoked a cigar every night. Tierney. Who, who knows? They, there's no... Uh, I think genetics is a big part of it. It is genetic. It's part of it, but don't be... No. I Because the 109-year-old guy that I saw on HBO or TV something, he... Bourbon every day, whiskey every day, at least I think two two glasses or something. Ice cream every night. 
I I take that to heart. So I'm not really a big drinker, but I do have ice cream without without guilt now because this guy was 109 and he was he was still driving and he was so with it it wasn't even funny. So so then the the flip side of this whole thing is I can't imagine you retiring. This is like your home here, so it is. Yeah, get I know. that out of your head. What would you do? What is the what does retirement look like for John Hackleman? Um, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. It's a mindset. It's like. Like we're off this week because every every three months we do a belt ceremony and then we take off the next week of belt classes. So basically we're just running a skeleton crew here at the gym and we're doing just fitness classes. So it's a lot less going on here. Um, and I feel like I feel like it's I mean so I feel like I'm retired this week. Do you enjoy this week every three months? Yeah, yeah, yeah I it's do. It's a good break. I do. It's a break, but. It would probably get old, and, and I do miss, like, by the time it's, I'm chomping at the bit, by the time it's over, because, like, I plan my, my belt class workouts, I plan what techniques I'm teaching, and I, I miss, like, getting out there and cussing at them and calling them names and brutalizing them and, and mocking them and belittling them and demasculizing them and all the things a good coach should do. Yeah, you're going to be all pent up come Monday. <laughs> Ready for it. All right. Well, hey, anyway, guys, we're out of here. Thanks for coming. Make sure you tell everybody that the Pitmaster and the Kid is the place to go. And if you have any questions. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you call me? Oh, did I say the kid? <laughs> Pitmaster and the Doc. Sorry. Pitmaster and the Doc. Um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> anyway, um, so Pitmaster and the Doc, any questions you have. Right? Ask us. Comment, whether you're on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or iTunes. If you got a question for any medical question for him, that's not, he was not going to cause some kind of liability issue, or any uh, martial technique that you want to ask me, feel free. We'll answer it, and we'll entertain you while we do it.